Hello everyone, this is Eric from the Editing Bay. What you're about to listen to is part of a crossover event that was recorded sometime around March 2021 to coincide with March Masksness 2021. These episodes will feature other selves of characters that are from other Masks actual plays, so you may hear some familiar voices. With that out of the way, welcome to Otherware. Okay, so where is this conversation taking place? I, I like to think of this as like a rooftop conversation, yeah. Okay. So they said the rooftop setting. One thing to remember is that these buildings are mostly max three stories. So I would imagine this is after some superheroing. So there might be like a bag of fast food or tacos with them on the roof. Like he's in there, taco in hand, bag between them, legs sitting off the side of the roof. Just, you know, chilling after some superheroing. So, as I was saying, I think you did a really good job back there. I, I know it was a little intense, but when you juked right and I went left, that actually, I, I know he didn't see it coming. That was perfect. Excellent work. You definitely earned tonight's celebration tacos. Her, her mouth is full of taco, and she, you know, she swallows it. She's like, thanks. I, I guess I'm getting the hang of it. Y- you guess? Mystic, you're incredible so far. I wish you could just for a moment look at yourself and see what any one of us who have been working with you see. Because I look at you, Mystic, and I see something extraordinary. I see someone with incredible potential. And already, even though we've just started, you're showing a lot of promise. She's, you know, eating more, nodding a little bit. You know, her boot is like scraping the ground on the or the rooftop below her, listening to this kind of kind of going along with it, but not necessarily believing what she's hearing. That actually brings me to the point I was trying to make or build to rather is that I have an idea of something that could help put you more into that headspace, put you more into the mindset that I've had with you so far. I think. Given your success, given your experience so far with us and your exemplary performance with the Sidekicks program, I think you should become sort of a a mentor to another younger hero. Big gulp, and she's like, are you sure? Is, is that safe? I know it's safe. Look, it's not going to be dangerous. Trust me, this isn't going to be you going out and doing intense heroing action like we do together. Okay. Yeah, this isn't a heroing thing. This is this is just going to be you sort of becoming a a cool older friend to a a youngster in need of one. This hero is showing potential, and they just need to apply themselves. They need to push themselves in that right direction. And I think having a good example, such as well, someone as upstanding and willing to apply themselves as you are, I think it would do them nothing but good. So I think you're perfect for the job. Okay, I'll try it. Now, like I said, this isn't going to be intense heroing. It's mostly just going to be while you're on campus or during 
registered events, you'll just be there and you'll befriend them and you'll sort of watch their back and, you know, look out for them a little. Okay. Do you know who this kid is? He's a he's a precocious youngster named Razor. Now, <laughs> don't let the name fool you. He's not... He's... I had... I was going with that, but I've lost it. I apologize. You mean, like, he doesn't make lasers or something like that? No, it was going to be something about him not having a sharp cutting edge, but... Mystic, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, it's the tacos. They're getting to my head. So I'll go ahead and sort of handle the, the explication yeah. here. Uh, I did want to say one last thing to Mystic before we cut, though. Mystic, this is not the tacos talking. I, I do want to be honest. I'm very proud of you. I And I know that you don't like it when I harp on this. But I know that if your grandfather were here right now, he'd be just as proud of you as I am. You are amazing. You are a point of light in a world that desperately needs it. And on that note, the camera actually fades that scene out. And there's either some sort of voiceover explaining that after that lovely and touching vignette, uh, Vanguard goes on to explain that the sidekicks are going to be at the first day of this event at the, the local amusement park thing. And that they're going to be together watching out for and sort of hanging out with a, another superhero. And that's going to be their sidekicks thing where they meet each other for the first time. And Mystic is expected to be there at like I don't know, 11 o'clock on Saturday to meet the thing and meet the kid and meet the superhero and yay. And fades to black there. Actually, perfect segue. Thomas, what kind of thing, what is uh, Razor in trouble for right now? So... Being a 13-year-old boy, he's very into potty humor. I think what happened is he took the principal's car and replaced it with a porta potty but then put an illusion over it to make it look like it was still the principal's car. And then the principal got in and fell into the porta potty This is especially funny because your, your principal is actually a very large cat. The principal of uh, Kennedy High School is Principal Mr. Whiskers, who is the one-time sidekick of Hope, actually, and has moved on to a career in school administration because he's so good at herding cats. So, yeah, you managed to make a sort of double-sized orange house cat fall into a pool of poo. Not super happy. So this is several hours later that you've been called into his office and uh, sat down. He he has a desk. He has The way he sits in front of his desk is on this very, like a, a desk chair, but it's raised up really high so he can sit on it and put his little paws on top of the desk. And he's just kind of standing there, uh, resting there, looking at you, his little whiskers twitching. Sat. This is the third time this week you've been in my office. Yep. And you don't see any problem with that. I mean, no, not not really. Man, something stinks in here, though. <laughs> his, his, like, he gets the little cat ears when they're, he's just ready to try to lower them down on his head and manages to make him stand back up again. Mr. Ramirez, you're a very intelligent young man. Don't you think you should be better focused on something other than making as much trouble as possible? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Were you talking to me? Because my name is Razor, not Mr. Ramirez. Okay. We've been through this. You can't be on the school register as Razor. No, I would do that adult joke where it's like, oh, my dad's Mr. Ramirez, but I never knew my dad, so go figure. I understand 
that you've had a, a lot of personal tragedy, and I, I, I do appreciate that and how it has affected and shaped your psyche, but you, you've got to give us a little here. If it keeps going like this, you're going to get expelled. Look, I'm already smarter than most of you people here anyway, so there's not really any point of me being here, so why don't you just drop it? <laughs> I, I wish we could get through to you and see the point, but you're just too young. All right. You have some choices here. You can either spend every Saturday for the next year in Saturday school, or you can join Sidekicks. Jeez, wow. Tough decisions here. Do I do I give up my Saturdays for the entire year or join the dorks at Sidekicks? You did say you wanted to be Razor. This would be a very good outlet. Put you in a useful direction. I don't know. I always kind of looked at myself as more of like an anti-hero, not really like a goody two-shoes, so... I understand. As far as I know, Auntie still does do some mentoring for sidekicks. He's just about the epitome of anti-hero. I mean, you heard the name. I guess I'll do the stupid sidekicks thing. That is a very, very intelligent choice. All right. He, uh takes his paw with one claw out and stabs a little memo that's on his desk and runs it over to you. Be at uh, this address at 1045 on Saturday morning. You'll be met by your new mentor in the Sidekicks program who has been involved in it very successfully for nearly a year now. You'll recognize her. You've probably seen her doing some heroic actions. Her name is Mystic. Cool. Real, real cool superhero name, Mystic. All right. His whiskers twitch. You do understand that your behavior here counts toward your behavior in school, and you're still under our authority during the uh, sidekicks times, correct? Yeah, yeah, I understand. All right. Then, unless you have some other brilliant piece of humor to share with me, you're, you're free to go back to class. Oh, great. Cool. Thanks. This has been a really moving and enlightening conversation, Mr. Whiskers. That's principal, Mr. Whiskers. Sure thing, Cat. No problem. His ears do lay flat. As you are walking out, the camera just stays on him just long enough to see he's frantically licking his paw and rubbing it through his head, trying to get the rest of the smell off. All right. Let's go to Vivi next, actually. So this is going to be your weekly check-in with your mentor, and you're reporting on your heroic events of the week, Friday afternoon. Where do you guys meet usually? I, I think she has some sort of headquarters. I think that's where the hidden base that she provides as a mentor is, or um, as a, a sub-area of that. But yeah, I think she's got a, a, a public headquarters where we we meet up. Got it. Yeah, she tends toward the broody aesthetic and the room that you generally meet with her in has the walls are all hung in dark cloth and there's like fancy plush furniture and she's generally kind of reclining and paying a lot of attention to you obviously but just looks very very suave but she she motions to the other fainting couch how was your week you look very good yes thank you i and i i, I walk around i just i just sit on the edge of the fainting couch I say, well, I I was patrolling the city. I made sure to stand on some rooftops, like you said, to to make sure that the people knew I was up there. Good. Did you manage to get the moon behind you just to frame you? I want to see that. That's probably a very good shot. Yes. Yes. Well, there were 
lots of people with phone cameras, and and I I made sure some of them would have framed me in front of the moon, at least. Oh, wonderful. We'll have to look into your hashtag later. Perfect. Uh, Yeah, yes, yes. There was a bank robbery, but someone else got there first. I did show up to help with the cleanup. Hey, cleanup is still hero work. It's have to work on your timing a little. What about any direct action with the civilians? Oh, there was a mugging that I stopped. You know, I was able to just jump jump in between the, the mugger and the, the person they were trying to mug and, and I, I pointed my sword at him and he dropped the person right away. That was that was that was fun. Yeah, that was very classic, I think. That sounds wonderful. And that is iconic heroing. I'm I'm very impressed. And I do think this new outfit really suits you. Go ahead and describe what her heroic outfit looks like. Yes, so this is an alternate VV compared to the Violence Violet from Super Idols. Her name is Viridian Vigilance, and her outfit is an elegant white dress with a green ribbon tied around her waist, a green bow in her hair, and uh, sort of green green bows and, and, and lace sort of on, on, on the edges, as well as black gloves. Wonderful. So she's, she's kind of eyeing that up and down. Have you considered adding a cape to this ensemble? Oh, I, I thought with the the lace on the dress, the, the cape might be... Excessive, yes, but it does provide a useful tool to gesture with and occasionally throw in the face of enemies. I guess, I guess a short cape would, wouldn't clash with the dress too much. Just consider it. Maybe next week we can try out a few styles and see how you look in them and how you work. How about your training? How did it go this week? Well, I've been working on being able to, to pull things with telekinesis, and I... I can't really pull much weight, but I think I'm getting better at not not yanking things too far. You know, I've I've had trouble with that in the past, and so I'm I'm, I'm working on control. Yes, I did think that the new training course I've been working on might be beneficial for you. We've sur- arranged some precision telekinetic training exercises where you can move things into specific locations to open doors. It isn't ready yet, but by next week, we'll be able to send you through it. And how about the the body elastic, the stretching? Were you able to improve your distance with that? I, I, I don't like to, I mean, I, I guess it's, it's a good skill to practice, but it looks weird. I, 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 sometimes that's part of a hero's life to look a little weird. Okay. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll keep training. And remember, like I told you, we want to look good and we want to have a, a, a wonderful public facing appearance. But what matters underneath all of that is being a hero. I'll keep training that. So if I need to use that power, I'll be able to in a pinch. I'm glad. I, I respect that that's not the most comfortable of your powers, but having it on tap for an emergency can be incredibly useful. I did want to discuss something with you. I have signed you up to join the Sidekicks program. I will remove the sign up if you'd prefer, but I think it would be incredibly useful to connect with younger heroes your age and do some networking. Oh, yeah, no, that actually that sounds nice. I I'm, I'm sure it would be nice to talk to some other other heroes my age. I'm glad I'd been speaking to my my good friend, Vanguard, who is always so abrasive. But don't let my opinion of him taint your opinion of his his bentee. I would 
I have arranged for you to work the beginning of the Summer Days event with Mystic, who is his protege, and act as a, I guess guard is the wrong word, but uh, Trident will be uh, be part of that opening event, and he needs a few heroes to just be around to help him out, run errands, and like I said, it's an excellent networking opportunity. Uh, yeah, that sounds that sounds like a great opportunity. Thank you. Wonderful. Yeah, she hands you a sort of pale green piece of paper that's lovely scented, that has a wonderful smell on it. Here's the address. Do be there at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning, and you're looking for the girl with the teal highlights in her hair. Wait, Lee, it's purple, actually. Yes. <laughs> I forgot to mention that earlier. She does change them a lot, so. Oh, uh, great. Thank you. And I, I just wanted to say again that thank you so much for taking me under your wing. It's really been one of the best experiences of my life. You have the potential to be a great hero. You're already a hero. But working together, we can make you really a star in this city. And it fades to black. Let's see. Uh, okay. Let's do, go to Chris next. Okay, so let's set the scene here. Do we decide what Miss Isley, if she's a teacher or if she's an external volunteer? I think she's a volunteer. So she's like the advisor for the recycling club, but it's like through some kind of like college, high school outreach program. Perfect. Yeah, the club that she founds is Agree, which stands for Ambassadors for a Greener Reality and Ecological Engagement. And she actually runs it out of one of the classrooms at the community college because there's space. So that's where you guys always will meet. And this is taking place after an Agree meeting in, in that office. So Chris, describe what you look like right now and introduce your character. Uh, so Chris is a somewhat short and slim teenage boy with brown ear length hair and medium dark skin. He's wearing a polo shirt and slacks. He dresses himself very well, but a little bit preppy. And the other person that's in this room is very much the really cool, but really laid back so he has like a t-shirt with an open button down over it. And his whole posture is much more relaxed compared to Chris. And if you could give me a little bit on Miss Isley, please. Did we ever talk about her ethnicity or anything like that? We did not. She's green. And the way we introduced her, she can be whatever you want. Oh, gosh. That's so much. I do know she has uh, darker hair. That's the one thing I know about her. Okay. Let's say that she's like um, Latina. So she's dressed a little bit nicer than, say, your average college student is. Like, nicer than I dressed in college, certainly, but not too fancy. I think she's got, like, a, like, almost, like, canvas blazer. Like, she looks kind of green, even if she looks kind of preppy at the same time. And, you know, she's she's dressed up a little bit because she she likes to look a little bit more professional on the days that she's doing her high school outreach program with a gree. Awesome. So she and Chris have a lot in common. Yeah. And, you know, she's always kind of excited to get to do this program because it's always um, feels good when high schoolers and young people care about the environment. So she uses this as a as a way to have a little optimism <laughs> in her field because she's an environmental scientist. Um, so this the scene comes up on Tommy. He's uh, like reclining with his hands behind him on one of the 
desks. Look, I I don't want to say anything because I know you're really busy. I know you have a lot going on. And I was thinking maybe this outreach activity was a little more than you could handle right now. Do you think it's really a great idea to be switching the person in charge of it this close to the deadline? Of course. Like I said, you're busy. I'm busy, but I'm handling it. Look, Ms. Isley, I know Chris is a fantastic member of student council and of agree and of theater, and I know he's really busy at home. I just want to take some of that pressure off, you know? Look, I don't see why you both can't co-chair this event, since you both seem really excited about it. I guess, if you think that's best. I'm fine with that. I think that you both have put a lot of work into this, and I also think that if you uh, do co-chairs, you'll both get to share the responsibility. It's not like I'm doing this because I'm seeking some kind of title or something. So I'm totally fine with someone else coming in and helping us help the environment and all of that. Right. We're doing this for the turtles and the whole ecosystem that depends on them. It is always about the sea turtles, I know. I drew the banners even. I Did you see the turtles? I got one of our commission artists who works on... She does some kind of online art about animals, but she was drew these really great turtles, and I'm very excited about it. Well, I'd say this is a little bit bigger than the sea turtles, wouldn't you? The sea turtles are important, and they're really good for getting people interested in it because they're really cute, but you can't just focus on the sea turtles. You need to focus on the entire ocean. That seems like a, a, lot, like a big focus. Shouldn't you pull it in yeah, a little more? Yeah, we're trying to save the planet. Well, of, of course, but you can't give people that, like, that much space. You have to... That's what I'm saying, them. is that the sea turtles are a good in for it, but then you can start and expand their horizons and get them start thinking about sustainable fishing and climate change. So you lure them in with sea turtles and then make them join Greenpeace? I wouldn't say we're luring them in with the sea turtles. I think that we are largely in agreement here, and these are great points to talk to the people that come to visit us at our event and try to convince them to help more than just at events like the one we're holding. Exactly. And the more people we have there talking to the people, the better. Maybe you could go out and, like, hand out flyers during the event and be out in the park. Maybe you could go out and hand out flyers and be out in the park. No. I mean, you were the one who was talking about outreach and, like, getting people in. I was... I'm pretty sure you started off talking about outreach. I was focusing on the sea turtles, like I said. So, what, you're going to go out into the ocean and talk to the sea turtles? I mean, I cast Trident How to are you going to outreach the people about the sea turtles if you're not going out and talking to them? Fine. Yeah. I Look, I fine. I Sorry. I, I think I had too much caffeine today. Yeah, I guess we could, we could co-chair that. I, my name's going to go on top, right? I, I mean, we can talk about that later, but I totally get it. We're both really passionate about this. Yeah, it's all about the environment. Exactly. We, we want to help people. Yes, we're all incredibly passionate about the environment, and we're going we're gonna to make a difference. All right, Chris, fantastic. He sort of, like, adjusts his shirt on his shoulders and stands up. I, I guess, okay, I, I got to go catch the bus. So thanks, Ms. Isley. This is a great meeting. Fantastic. I'm really excited about the, the recycling drive. It was good seeing you again, Tommy. Thanks. Okay, Tommy, have a safe trip home. And he uh, turns and walks out. Do you guys have any, you want to do any adult conversation here? I, I don't think Chris has anything in specific that he needs to talk about unless... Uh, Miss Isley has something that she needs to say to him? I don't think so. So when Chris gets outside the classroom and the door is closed, Tommy's actually kind of chilling there still. Hey, Tommy, I thought you had to go catch the bus. Yeah, I mean, I do. I got a little time. Look, why do you care so much about this event? Why do you care so much about the event? Because it looks great on my resume. 
I hardly okay, have. You can put it on your resume. But you've chaired like six events already. I don't know. Come on, man. I'm after scholarships, dude. Yeah, everyone's after scholarships. Yeah, okay, so do better. I'm sorry. Oh. That, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to, to come across like that. I, obviously, we both want the same things here. And it's hard when there's, you know, a limited number of things. Look, that you don't have to shit talk me like this. I, I, I get it. You're, you're a really nice guy and no, everybody not, loves you. It's not, that's not what I mean. I, look, maybe we should be putting more focus on... Sea turtles? No, obviously not the sea turtles. <laughs> but maybe we should be splitting our focus a bit more. If we're both always going after the same things, we're always going to end up butting heads over them. You go after all the best stuff. Sea turtles are the best stuff. The agree. You know how good agree looks on a resume. Ms. Isley writes the best letters of recommendation. Like Jacqueline, she got into Stanford on Ms. Isley's uh, letter. Yeah, that's why I'm here. You want to go to Stanford? (laughs) (laughs) You know what would look really good on your resume? Starting something. That's actually not a bad idea. Thanks. Okay. You can even get Miss Isley to to help you with it. You know she's always after getting more information out there. But I'd have to do something ecological. I'm so sick of these hemp shirts. (laughs) Like, seriously, seriously, I, I get that it's sustainable and fantastic for the environment, but they're so uncomfortable. Well, I'm sure you can find something that you're actually passionate about, and you can start something, and then that will look fantastic on your resume. Yeah, okay. Sure. You make perfect sense. Seriously, though, it was good talking to you. I'll see you on Saturday, because I'm going to be at that event. I got those turtles drawn. I'm serious. We need all the help we can get on this. No one gives a shit about the ocean. You're going to be this Miss Lisley's villain origin story. (laughs) (laughs) None of the kids care about the environment. (laughs) So Tommy adjusts his shirt again. Actually, he takes his, his overshirt off, balls it up and shoves it in his backpack and goes down to the, the bus stop and sort of waves at Chris. Doesn't seem to like you a whole lot better, but that was some good advice. Uh, does How does Chris get around? Is he a bus rider? Yeah, sure. Okay, so then we're going to leave his scene as he's getting on the bus and fade to black. So... Let's take it over to our last person, Dylan. I think you want to get introduced as your hero character, correct? I mean, broadly, it's... For this particular scene, because the Riptide was the one that was in the photo. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the thing with Riptide is, by definition, the kind of secret identity is somewhat nebulous. It's kind of more an open secret, because if a family with a single mum and two kids show up from Britain and in the next few weeks, three superheroes of roughly the same age with British accents. Never underestimate the power of the mask. Fair. That works. But yeah, actually, the way I do run this is like masks are seriously sacrosanct. You could look and sound and be at the same place as your mundane identity. You put that mask on, no one can tell who you are. It's one of the very few things I do weird. Yes, we had this conversation when we introduced Mystic with her wild hairstyle. That's very distinct. It's still not enough for people to be sure. Even her home parents, while they figured out she was heroing, don't necessarily know exactly which person in sidekicks she is. Yeah. So it's up to you. If you want this to be an open secret, that's totally cool. Uh, but it, it really, it's it's up to you. No, I kind of uh, like the idea of it being like people 
him trying to just because it's with the the preppy girls, right? Yeah. So what I'm going to do is have them be doing a little like pre recycling drive tabling. So they're going to have the stuff, and they're going to be commenting on their lure for you is going to be, "Hey, look how great you looked in the paper. We were collecting these and kept seeing them, stuff like that." Okay, that's absolutely fun. Yeah, I'm perfectly happy. To, I mean, it, it, so again, it kind of depends on how you want the preppy girls. Are they looking at me being exotic friend or coming up to me as super, superhero and... No, you're sexy as hell. No, it doesn't matter. They want to date exotic men. Sorry, it, it's super, super classy. <laughs> They're just using me for my accent. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm um, limited to the stage, and then you can introduce your character here, however you want to introduce him. So this is taking place on Friday afternoon at school in the quad. They have laid out a, a table with a very good drawing of a sea turtle, join the agree, recycling drive. The people that are there, you would recognize because they're the the undisputed queen bees of the school. So it's Melly, Jesse, Aubrey, and Carly, and they're all uh, hanging out behind the table. Melly is the leader. Like, picture the stereotypical blonde girl from a high school movie who is the queen bee. That's her. And she is always leading these people around. So they're the ones at the table, and I, I set the stage for you. What's your character look like, and where is he going after school on a Friday? Dylan is a white kid with fairly neat trimmed hair. He originally comes from the UK, and as a result, he is adapting poorly to California weather, so he is just trying to wear the loosest clothes, the uh, lightest shirts, the, you know, shorts that just allow anything that just lets him stay a little bit cooler, which does not necessarily make for the most fashionable look. So where are you headed at the end of school on a Friday that you're walking by this table? So I said a quad. That requires me to know what a quad is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so the way this high school is laid out, there's basically a square of buildings uh, that have the different subjects in it. And in the middle, there's a place where they have like tables and you eat lunch or you can hang out. Or if they're like trying to get you to sign up for stuff, that's where they put people. Okay. And so is this lunch or at the end of the at the end of the after school? I think because he is doing heroing, he doesn't tend to do a huge amount of after-school activities. So he's going to be walking across with his books to go to his locker with a view to probably starting to head home. And he's also kind of keeping his head down a little bit because of what happened yesterday. And he, even if people don't really know about it, he's kind of projecting that everybody knows this and he does not want to talk to people about what happened yesterday. Got it. So you almost get all the way across without anybody saying anything. And then just as you're about to go into where the lockers are, you hear, hey, hey, Dylan, over here, come here, come here. I feel like there's going to be that moment where He's in the doorway, and he looks up briefly in that kind of give me strength, forces a smile to his face, and turns around and says, hey, yeah, what's up? Hey, so are you coming to the opening of the summer days tomorrow? Like, everybody's going to be there. 
sure. I don't think I've got anything planned. Great, 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 great. So what shift do you want to work? The 11 to 3, 3 to 6, 6 to 12? What are you thinking? Do, do people here do shifts for going to the park? Oh, no, silly. You're going to come work the agree table, like right? We need all the volunteers we can get. And I would look, we would just love to have you behind the table with us. And the other girls all nod. Would I know what agree is? Is that a thing? <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm, j- I'm trying to understand how confused, how perplexed this this boy should be. You would know what agree is because there's a bunch of posters all over the place that say, but like the the extent of your knowledge is it's some environmental club maybe. Sorry, can you give me the feed in again? Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> no worries. So she kind of, as you're just sort of not quite answering, she's she's looking at you. I, I mean. Everybody cares about the planet, right? Even, where do, where do you come from again? France, right? They care about it in France, right? Close enough, sure. Yes, the French do care very much about the environment. There was a whole agreement that we had. You agreed with the French? Wait, what did you agree about? Do you know what? Never mind. Like, like agree are, wait, wait, do they have a branch of agree in France? Like, where in France? Do you know people in it? We've got very off track. It's one of these things. If it was a comic, it would be. It would be. There would be some panel of a thought bubble of him mentally adjusting how much irony he brings to a conversation. Go for it. If, if comic narration works for you, do it. There's a moment where Dylan is looking at this at this girl, and internally he's shifting how much irony he realizes he's allowed to bring to this conversation. And just says, do you know what? I really would love to help out. Put me down for like mid-afternoon, I guess. Great. Awesome. Oh, oh, do you know you were in the paper? Yes. It was a really good picture. Got a lot of attention. Like, she, she holds a pic. We've been, we've been picking these up to donate and stuff. You look so cute. Where'd you get that bodysuit? Hey, do you know what's a really great idea for Agree? Paper recycling. And he just grabs the paper, stuffs it in a nearby recycling bin, and just turns. It's like, see you tomorrow. Bye. And the scene ends there. Perfect. Nice. All right. So we are going to open the next day at around 11. Pacific Park is, they call it an amusement park, but it's really more like a permanent carnival. It exists on the Rancho Paseo Pier, one of the Rancho Paseo Piers, the one that is actually Pacific Park. So it's a really, really wide boardwalk that goes out into the ocean. And it's got rides, but the rides are not like roller coaster rides. It has like the swingy seats up in the air, carousel, Ferris wheel, the sort of low setup stuff. So it has like the the thing that'll spin you against the walls really fast, but that's about as, as high risk as it goes. Uh, There's a lot of different foods, and they're known for having this big event every July 4th weekend that they usually have Heroes at, and there's fireworks, and it's a huge deal. It's also like in the city on the sidewalk, you're looking at like 101 degrees most of the time. When you get out on the the pier, it goes below 90 into like the high 80s, which is really nice. So a lot of people want to get out there. And this event is opening today. Where the sidekicks were supposed to meet, who we're going to start with, where they're supposed to meet is at this sort of backside entrance that's going to take you into the backstage sort of area. So who of you is going to get there first? Probably me. 
<laughs> Ray was told to be there at 1045, and everyone else was told to be there at 11. Ray doesn't show up till 1105. <laughs> nice. Okay, so Mystic, you get there. Mm-hmm. Did you describe your costume yet? No, I haven't. So, I mean, this is not too far in the past from where we we see her at the start of Otherwear. So she has her normal super suit, which is like a combination of gray and lavender purple and teal. One leg is purple and one leg is gray. And then down the side of both is some teal decals. And she's got her visor, which is purple. That's just like a basically like a clear rounded piece of plastic that goes over the top you know, like her eyebrow- her eyes and eyebrows and all that, that through comic book logic works as a mask. <laughs> uh, and then she has her usual dyed hair, but instead of green highlights like normal, she has purple. And I think it's like the same hairstyle as the audience would know her, which is like uh, heavy bangs and hair framing either side of her face and pigtails. But instead of black and green, it's it's black and purple. So you show up and are waiting outside. What about Vivi? When does she show up? Uh, she was told to show up at 11, probably showing up at 10.50 with the plan to <laughs> to look like she was not in a rush and just was casually hanging around. Nice. So I think this is the first time that Vivi and Mystic are meeting. Uh, you've got your both descriptions. So th- yeah, I can just kind of turn you guys loose for a minute here. It's just you two. Yeah, so I'm there, nervous and um, waiting. I knew that since I'm mentoring another kid that I needed to be there ready to meet him as soon as he got there. And uh, I haven't seen Viridian Vigilance at any other sidekick events before, right? So, right. yeah, this is their for her first. Uh... I, I see her and I decide after a little bit to introduce myself. Hi, I'm Mystic. Oh. Hello, I was I was told to come here and meet you for the sidekicks event, I think. Yeah, I think this is the place that we're supposed to be at. Yeah. I'm Viridian Vigilance. Vivi is fine for short. Okay. I really like the shade of green you have on your outfit. Thank you. It's it, it's Viridian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I do I I like your your outfit too. It's it's very purple. And thank you. <laughs> so as you guys stand around awkwardly, kind of making small talk, time passes, and then okay. So Razor, describe what you look like and your your accompaniment coming up here. So walking down the pier to you all is a thirteen year old Latino boy. He has the typical cool boy haircut of the 90s, which I typically associate as what I call the swoop, which is hair brushed completely flat, except for the first like few bits of hair is like curved up and spiked, which to me, at least in the 90s, was the epitome of cool haircuts. (laughs) And he has on like your typical graphic T-shirt and kind of like cargo pants, you know, just like a cool kid in the 90s. He looks like a 13-year-old who thinks he's very cool. And walking along the pier behind him is a humanoid-looking robot that is kind of cobbled together from pieces of different electronic equipment that he found in the scrapyard. And it's bipedal and just walking along behind him. The robot is painted jet black, 
with flames along the uh, side panels. And uh, yeah, that's that's Razor and Artie. <laughs> Do you say anything as you come up or? No, in fact, you probably notice him before he gets to you, but he's just kind of standing there looking at you for a second. Kind of, it looks like he's sizing you up. So I think I've probably been like shown your picture or something so that I, I know that it's you. So I finish whatever thought Vivi and I had in our conversation and let you size me up, I guess, for a little bit. And then I go over to you and I think about putting out my hand to shake your hand. And then I'm like, no, and then I don't do that. So I just like awkwardly stand there for a second. And then I'm like, hi, I'm Mystic. Are, are you Razor? Well, at least they told you the right name. Yeah, I, I'm Razor. And this guy right here is Artie. He's my buddy. Hi. And, and I, I give a little wave to Artie. Yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> Vivi sort of waves awkwardly just behind Mystic and says, oh, hello, I'm I'm... <clears throat> Sorry, that was me hesitating. Hello, I'm Viridian Vigilance. Uh, you can also just call me VV. Hello, Razor. Hello, Artie. VV. Well, that's a that's a good name. Nice to meet you. So, you all got suckered into this this whole shenanigans here too, I guess. Yeah, my mentor thinks that it would be a good opportunity for PR and to meet other young heroes mentor oh wow you know can't really say that i that i have one of those so that's cool i guess do you want one nope actually i'm like a i'm a lone wolf kind of you know except for Artie. i was about to ask i'm not really great with authority so i feel like i would clash too much if i had like an adult always on my back about hey you should do this or you know, that doesn't really look good in the public eye sort of thing. Mostly just go with the flow and do what I want. Kind of comes with the territory. I grew up in foster homes, so never really had a stable environment. Uh, oh, um, sorry. On that awkward pause, as you're all kind of like looking at each other going, wait, do I, do I say it? What do I? Okay. Somebody comes through the door from the park, like khaki pants, polo shirt, looking very harassed, has a clipboard. Yes, uh, you guys, you're, you're all so late. We're running so far behind. Uh, you're the, the heroes, right? All of you? I... I'm actually more of an anti-hero. W whatever, you're with the sidekicks thing, right? Yes. Yes. Got it. Okay, I'm Marissa. I'm the director of events here. You guys, we're, we're already running really behind, so you gotta come with me real fast. We're gonna be at the Adonis Pavilion. I'll get Trident here, and we'll try to get this back on schedule. And she sort of doesn't even, like, give you a chance to say anything, just turns and motors into the park. Ugh, we're stuck with Trident. What a friggin' nerd. All right, let's go. You can keep up, right? Are you coming? Come on. And she, like, leads you, assuming you're going to follow her. Yeah, Vivi follows immediately. So she takes you through all these back uh, channels that smell really weird, like old fry oil and cotton candy. And 
into the back of what you guys know as the uh, the Adonis Incorporated Pavilion, which is the big like show venue. What's cool about it is it's it's an internal show venue with a roof, but the back can also be opened up to do water shows out in the middle of the ocean. Right now it's all closed because the show's not happening yet. So she bustles into the back. Okay, right there, that room, he'll be there in like five minutes. Just remember, you're supposed to do anything he needs. You're going to run errands for him. Try to keep away the little fans. They get really loud and he likes to be be, be really relaxed, you know? Any questions? Good. Okay. And she <laughs> heads the other direction. She's pointed you into what's probably some kind of green room. I'll go in. She gestured like we should go in, right? Yeah. yeah go in the room. The only thing that's different about this one is that all of the furniture is covered in something like waterproof, almost vinyly, And there is a misting system around the outsides of uh, the roof. So it's constantly being misted lightly inside the room. Artie is well built for something made of scrap but as he walks into this misty room the insulation on some of his electronics isn't too up to par so we see like sparks start to come off of Artie, and ray turns around and he's like yeah you you better sit this one out buddy and Artie, i did i did not intend that i forgot completely but okay <laughs> no no you're totally cool and Artie's like Yeah, you're probably right. I'll go wait outside. So you don't have very long to actually wait. In just a couple minutes, Trident, who all of you recognize because he's the premier aquatic hero of Rancho Paseo, walks in. He's uh, fairly on the short side, pretty well built, blonde, like bleached out by the sun, blonde hair just past his shoulders. He has fish scales that run down the sides of his head, very like trail markings down his sides all the way down. And he's wearing a... uh, pair of bright orange hibiscus flower board shorts and he has a little lanyard around his neck and he's got two leather cuff bracelets and a puka shell necklace and he he walks in hey that robot anybody's yeah he's mine what about it cool robot dude thanks dude he's he's supposed to be sparking like that though it it kind of smells weird yeah i wasn't really expecting to be around water dude so uh, yeah, sh- sure. Okay. So at, at I'm Trident. Who, who are y'all? Oh, I, hello. I'm Viridian Vigilance. It's a name. Th- okay. Thank you. Th- you can just call me Vivi. I, I dig it. I dig it. Hi, I'm Mystic. Oh, you're the Vanguard kid, right? Yeah. Nice. He's got a lot of rules. Wait, wait. You're Vanguard's ward? Yeah. Vanguard's such a freaking tool. He really, really is, but but a fucking kick-ass hero, right? I, I guess. Anyway, they called me Razor. Razor. Can, can you shoot lasers out of your eyes? No, it's just a cool name. Razors out of your hands? No, I have robots, and I'm a hacker, and also I make illusions. So, why Razor? Why not, like, Illusion Man? Because Razor's a cool name and Illusion Man is fucking stupid. Okay, okay, no worries. Just chill. Is it, it's fine. Is it a yeah. Razor phone yeah. from a while ago? Or like the scooter? Actually, this might be before the Razor phone. <laughs> yeah, scooters are cool. Scooters are really cool. I I do. I do happen to own both the, the scooter and the phone. But that had nothing to do with the uh, naming. No, that didn't influence my name one bit. I completely forgot when I was setting this up that Marissa needed to tell you that Trident needs to not leave the staging area. Your primary goal is to keep him where he needs to be and don't let him wander off. 
Okay, so we can be his gophers so that he doesn't have to go anywhere. Yeah. There is some suspicion that he will want to not be there. And not like like he's a prisoner or anything. He just would rather do other things. He's easily distracted. Okay. So he kind of does a circle around the room. And cool. Okay, so I have a show. And I know you guys are going to be here to like do all that cool shit to, to prep for the show. But I am just going to go head out for a little bit, meet some girls. You know how, right? Like... Take a little bit of time. See you later. You guys don't want to be here? Sure. Go ahead, dude. Uh, hold, hold on. Awesome. We were asked to keep you here, and we can get whatever you need here. It's what we were told to do. <sighs> but, like, I totally forgot my shirt in my prep trailer, and only I'm going to know where it is, so I'm just going to go, like, slip out for a little bit, and right? Also, like, I'm 13, and I don't think I'm going to be bringing the kind of girls he's looking for. <laughs> Well, could we get you a different shirt? I'm sure there's t-shirts around. Sure. You know what? I I could really go for one of those cool, like, Pacific Park t-shirts. You want to go get me one of those? Here. He reaches into his board shorts and pulls out a Velcro wallet and Velcros it open. (laughs) His money's a little bit damp. (laughs) So, and then he hands it to you. Like, yeah, go, 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 grab me one. I want it to be, like, cerulean, okay? Okay. Ray, do you want to come with me? A razor? Oh, oh yeah, Ray. You called you called me the right name. Yeah, yeah, sure, Mystic. I'm so sorry about that. So as you guys leave and Vivi's there, we're gonna switch over to the gentleman at the uh, recycling thing. So you guys have already been let in. You have the booth all set up. There are several booths that are going to be taking donations all throughout the park. The one that you two are working at is uh, right outside the Adonis Incorporated Pavilion. And it's all set up. And the other B-girls and Melly are not there yet. It's just the two of you showing up. Chris is there already doing setup, and you can go ahead and come in. They showed you through the back ways and to where he's going to be. The park is going to be open at noon. So, So we're just setting up tables. Do you guys know each other? Have you met each other before? That's a really good question. Uh, probably not. I don't think we travel in the same circles. No, I think it's, it's, you know, this is very much, I was roped in unexpectedly, whereas obviously Chris was involved in the actual organization of it. I imagine Chris has probably heard about you. Mm-hmm. But doesn't, like, know you personally or anything. When you see him, you do realize you've seen his picture in the paper. Okay, but I have manners. I'm just saying, that's something you know in your head. <laughs> so I feel like the the thing that's going to kick off the conversation is going to be just me coming up to say, hey, you're in charge, right? So do you want these tables anywhere specific, or do you want them laid out in a certain way? Uh, yeah, hey, I, I'm glad you came here. Yeah, the tables can just kind of go in like a horseshoe shape. We want to give enough room for people to move around and come in and look around at things. If you want to go ahead and take care of that, that would be fantastic. Yeah, no worries. So, oh god, the awkwardness of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, there are a couple awkward moments, and then to save the day, the pretty Queen Bee girls sweep in in a little... Flying V shape. They are all dressed in shades of pink and yellow. Very bright. It's fantastic. Yeah. Melly is, of course, leading. Oh, hey, hey, Dylan, you're here. That's so exciting. We're so glad to see you. You look fantastic, by the way. I'm looking down and I'm pretty much wearing the same thing I was wearing yesterday. The shirt is a different color, but it's not flattering. 
you've got like iconic style. Oh, I also, I realized, I'm sorry, I got the wrong plan. They, they told me you weren't from France. So is it like cold in Scotland or hot? That's your accent, right? I was so excited. I've never heard a Scottish person talk before. Kind of depends on the day. If you're Scottish? <laughs> if it's hot or cold. Okay, but like, like you're sweating and it's only like 83. Yeah, I know, but that's like an ungodly hot day where I'm from. If it's 83 degrees where I come from, it's officially considered a heat wave. It's only 83. We haven't even broke 90 yet. You guys, like, are there uh, glaciers there? Where is Scotland anyway? Is it like up north? Yes. Canada, maybe? Okay, whatever. Hey, Chris, so you're setting up the tables. The, the girls will help you. Uh, tell them what to do. They'll, they'll be... And she, like, waves them off. I'm going to talk to Dylan. Uh, actually, you know, we're running a little bit late, and so I think we could probably get all hands on deck on this. And I would really appreciate right it. I would really appreciate it if you would come over here and help me set up this particle board. And the other girls can set up these flyers. Oh, Chris, you know I don't like doing stuff like that. You can help. I know, and that's why I love making you do it. Oh, no fun at all. Dylan, will you help me? <laughs> Dylan's setting up the tables for me. Well, he can help me. I can help you. Oh, fine. She she realizes she's not going to win and gives up at that point. Uh, I think I would like to just, at the very least, flash a look to Chris of gratitude. Just acknowledging what he's doing and being like, like a very, a very... Sort of J mouth. Thank you. Chris flashes back a thumbs up. Allied to avoid the annoying girls. So they do start getting everything set up, which is actually fairly easy. So let's go ahead and switch back to our other kids here. So Vivi's staying with Trident, and the other two are going to his prep trailer to get his shirt, and they're going to buy a shirt for him. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's stay with Vivi here. So Trident has sat down, but as the other people uh, leave, he stands up and is like, okay, so like I said, I'm going to just go out and like, I, I, I'm out of cigarette, okay? Like, we can't tell I smoke, but it looks really rude coming out of the gills, but you're cool, right? No, no sorry, I'm, I'm supposed to make sure you, you, you stay here. Oh, come on. I'll give you a cigarette. You smoke, right? You look like you smoke. <laughs> Vivi looks horrified. She's already caught in the in the space between one authority figure telling you to give another theoretically authority figure grief and and now he's he's suggesting she commit a crime oh, okay okay cigarettes are bad i get it i get it i'm trying to quit mm. i mean if if we come back really quick it should it it should be fine i'll just make make sure that we do Hell yeah. And he sort of gets up and like, okay, come on, come on. I got this spot out here that's great. And I mean, uh, yeah, just, just come on, hang out with me. Oh, okay. So he leads you out of the pavilion and around the back to this little place. It's like behind all the buildings where it's directly opening onto the ocean. And he, he kind of leads you back out there. So how did you get into this hero gig? Oh, I always wanted to be a hero. And I mean, I... Well... You know, rain, rain shadow. Yeah, I, I kind of accidentally helped her out with something, and she she took me under her wing, which I I appreciate a lot. 
Nice. Nice. So what do you do? Like, what's your cool shit? Oh, well, I, I hold out my arm and this um, green sword made of made of glowy energy appears. Fucking A. I can do telekinesis and psychic constructs and I mean I I can make other things. I just I just think the, the sword is cool and intimidating. Swords are badass. Okay, so you hang out here. I'll be back in a few minutes, okay? Just I'll, I'll be right back. No, I oh, wait, no, I, I, I need to I need to make sure that you you come back quickly. I thought I thought you were just coming out for a smoke break. Yeah, okay. He you can come with me, but but fine. I'll, I'll go I'll go back. Fine. You're so boring, man. And then he starts he actually heads back. The thing is though, as he's turning and he's a little bit ahead of you walking back into the pavilion, you see out of the corner of your eye a sort of strange dark shape go duck behind a cotton candy stand. Not not enough to know what you, like what you've seen, but it definitely the motion catches you out of the corner of your eye. Yeah, I don't, right. I don't bring it up or anything. Just oh, cool. And then he he does actually head back to the room. He's just okay. kind of annoyed. Okay. Uh, so let's sh- shift over to Razor and Mystic. So he sent you off to pretty much any of the the shops around here to get one of their shirts. Okay, so he wanted a cerulean shirt that says Pacific Park. I think that's definitely doable, right? question is, do we actually use the money to buy the shirt, or do we acquire the shirt and keep the money? We're going to use the money to buy the shirt and then have change left over that I guess you could use if you wanted. Mm, I kind of like my idea better. Well, I don't like that. So you're having this conversation as you're walking uh, down toward where the main promenade of the park is, and... As that exchange happens, uh, a trash can that's in front of you gets knocked over and spills a bunch of trash out, and you see something weird-shaped kind of running toward the pavilion where Trident is. Uh, This is the part where a good hero would probably say, that looks like danger, and then run after it, right? Yeah, why why is that a, a bad thing? I don't know if I want to assess right now or not. We haven't rolled dice yet, so you, you might want to. Yeah, I I think I, I'm not going to chase after it right away. Like, a razor is implying I will, but I am going to think about it, so. <laughs> Go ahead and roll assess, then. All right, I got a six plus minus one. So I failed. <laughs> got it. Okay. So... The thing that you, you're seeing out there, it looks like, honestly, it looks like it's something really dangerous. Like, it just hits all your hero senses and is just kind of screaming, this is someone up to no good. Oh, boy. <laughs> Razor, are you up to chasing that thing with me? As yeah. Mystic has been in her mind palace figuring out what the heck is going on, Razor has <laughs> wandered off. She turns around to ask if Razor okay. is ready to go chase after this thing and... He's not there. All right. So I'm not going to chase after the thing. I'm instead going to walk in circles looking for Razor. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll come back to you. We're going to we're gonna follow Razor here for a minute. Right, so you were just kind of wandering at random at this point? Yeah. Uh, I think what, what he's doing is he's walking down the pier. And Artie has mm. taken on the guise of like a street musician. 
and is just playing recorded music out of his <laughs> voice box, but it looks like he's playing the guitar on the, on the pier and has set up to like collect money. Nice. So as you guys are walking, the, the agree table has been fully set up now and everybody's kind of hanging out, doing their thing. The park is going to open in just a couple minutes. Ray, you actually managed to kind of walk in behind where the, like, the, the people are doing the, the, the volunteer work and kind of realize that while your robot buddy is playing a violin, guitar, guitar what do you say? Guitar. Uh, you've sort of managed to put yourself in the middle of this event. So both Chris and Dylan sort of notice, hey, there's a, another person here. And he would be like our first person here like yeah, the, no the park person. isn't open yet yeah it's like the first you probably recognize him from around school just in a distant way but in, in the way that you recognize the 13 year old that skips several grades exactly yeah he seems recognizable mm-hmm. do you get lost are you talking to me yes everybody else i'm expecting to be here no, I'm not lost. Actually, I found my way away from the place where I didn't want to be. So, yeah, I'm I'm actually good. Thanks. Okay, because this place isn't actually open yet. Yeah, you're kind of in the way here. That's cool. I don't uh, I don't really care about rules. So, oh hey, is this one of your guys' little brothers? He's so cute. What are you doing here, little boy? Are you helping to volunteer? Can I just check? This is one of the one of the girls. Yeah, the lead girl. Right, the one that's setting up particle board. Yeah, she's done. Wait, how how would you think that he's my little? Wait, what? You guys kind of look alike. I mean, you got really cool hair. He's got really. Do cool I sound hair like I'm kid. from Denmark? Oh fuck! Was I wrong again? Okay, well, yeah. I mean, maybe I didn't hear you talk till just now. So maybe you're Chris's little brother. Then whose little brother are you? I'm nobody's little brother, as far as I know. Okay. Well, maybe you should go somewhere else and find out. <laughs> you guys are awful. <laughs> so, let's leave that for... Chris knows trouble when he sees it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mystic, you said you're going to walk around looking for him? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to... We're just going to change the direction this is going, I think. Yeah, you are able to walk around till you end up basically where where everybody else is now. So, we've got... Four of our heroes here in uh, the same area. It's a party. That's where everyone is. Yeah. And that's actually when the park opens. So you're starting to get people streaming in and that are bringing... The way this is set up in my my brain is that you have... Uh, that people dump their recyclables in a central area and you're sorting them out to like show the work of recycling or something. So you're starting to get that that donation bin be filled up. So if I understand this right, Chris... We've asked people to bring their recycling from home in order to donate it, in order to encourage them to recycle at home. Yeah, pretty much. We're sort of demonstrating the process of it because it can be kind of complicated, you know, and an an interactive kind of thing like this is a good way to get kids interested. Okay, sure. I I can kind of see where you're coming from with that. It's not my first choice on how to spend a weekend, but, you know. Yeah, no, I get that, but it just seemed a little bit counterintuitive, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I can see why you would think that, but if, if you think about it from the perspective of getting people involved, it starts to make a little more sense, I think. 
as opposed to just like from the perspective of getting the work done, in which case we would just be having people do this stuff at home. Yeah, totally. But I don't know. Isn't it a bit self-fulfilling if we're encouraging people, if we're trying to show people how easy it is to recycle, but putting in extra steps for that? What, what extra, like bringing it to a recycling center? So as this conversation is happening, is it, what are the, all three, uh, the Ray and Mystic, what are you guys looking at while this is happening? I think I saw, finally saw him and I'm walking over to him and I'm like, hey, uh, Razor, like, uh, want to tell me where you're going next time? I mean. Oh, sorry. I got distracted. I saw something villainous this way and I I'm not used to working as part of a team. I'm sorry. Okay. You know, I, I just... What villainy are you finding at a recycling booth? God, I wish I had something clever for this. I'm going to let you guys think. I'll leave it on that line and go back to Vivi here. So <laughs> Trident does follow you back into the room and sits back down. And he sits for a couple minutes and then his phone rings. He's like, okay, I got to go take this. I'm going to take it right here. But can you like plug your ears so you can't hear my conversation? Or just oh. stand outside? I can't I can't leave if you stand outside, right? You're still doing your job. Uh, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. All right, th thank you for understanding. Totally cool. But now I got, I got to talk. Yeah. And I, I, I just step outside of the room. And as you're stepping out, you're, you hear him, how much for an ounce? Okay. And then you're out. <laughs> Sorry. I have to. I can't. Yeah. Anyway. No. Yeah. So for a while, you're standing outside the door and very little is going on. But then there's the, the air conditioning system in this has these large square grates because it's a show like this. Across the hall where you're looking at, the grate actually falls inward into the onto the, the tile of the thing and loud clatter and, and it's just suddenly there's a hole in the wall. Not a hole. Like there's a, a great space with no grate in it. I I walk over and I think I still have my my sword manifested from, from when I was showing it off earlier. So I, I hold it at the ready and I, I walk over and look into the grate. Go ahead and Pick a role that you like for this. You could actually use either Assess or Pierce the Mask, depending on what you want to do, and I'll give you different results for them. So pick which one you want to roll. Okay, this is definitely going to be Assess. Got it. Just because my... A big, a big difference in my labels layout right now, where Mundane is minus one and Superior is plus three. So let's go with Assess the Situation. Okay, that is going to be a nine. Wonderful. So, yeah, pick one of those questions. All right. What here is the biggest threat? Looking into this grate, into the, the, the ducts, which are conveniently sized for a decent-sized person to crawl through, there are wet... They don't quite look like footprints. There's, there's handprints that you can see that are clearly hands, but they're, the fingertips flare out. So there's these big sucker fingertips things. And then all up around the top of it, there's like these little points that something has touched and are dripping water now. That seems that whatever made those things is, is probably not super great. They lead, of course, back into the deduct system. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to immediately go talk to Dr. Trident again. Okay. He's hung up the call by the time you get back in. Excuse me, Mr. Trident, sir. Uh, there's 
Just, just Trident, but, but yeah. What, what? Tri- sorry, Trident. There's, I, I, I think I saw something climb into a vent. Some, I, I didn't, I didn't see what it was, but the, the grate came off and something, something wet crawled through there. That, that seems bad. It, it sounds like villainy is afoot. You should go check it out. I can like uh, watch your back and stuff. Oh. Okay. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, good. Thank you. I'll, it was just over this way. And it, he follows you just kind of like, this, this is cool. I'm going to get back with my shirt. I, I really could use a shirt. I think there's a, a moment where Vivi is trying to figure out like the geometry of crawling through a grate with this sword in her hand and like a big dress. And finally she just like the sword disappears and she gets down on her hands and knees and starts crawling through. With the sounds of Trident sort of crawling in behind you, or at least he's got his hands on the thing to climb in, I'm going to go ahead and switch back to the other people. Are you still enmeshed in these conversations that you're having? All the various ones of you? I see what you're doing, kid. Have you took where I come from as well? Well, wherever that may be. So you're all generally occupied with stuff and aren't paying a whole lot of attention to do who's dropping off recycling. But out of the corner of your eye, you're all able to catch somebody is dropping stuff off. And then you hear the sound of glass rolling over wood and then a, a, a Coke bottle style thing uh, hits your foot, Chris. Gross. It's actually surprisingly clean. Like it's almost polished looking. Weirdly, that makes it more gross. And as you, I, look, I'll, I'll take a look at it. Though. As you look down at it, there is clearly some sort of rolled up paper inside, and it has a little stopper on it. Ooh, a treasure map. Sure, I'm curious. I'll open it up and take a look inside. So he's getting a message in a bottle, apparently, uh, which is actually getting pasted into the chat because it's way easier. Dear Trident, you are in danger. Something where you are. I am trying something. Someone is coming to get you. You need to run. Rancho Paseo isn't safe. Something going to do everything I can to something so much stronger. Something has an entire army to get messages to you, but too close. Please come find me. Watch the seagulls. Is this real? I'm going to look up and around. Are there any seagulls? Weirdly, no. There should be. Lots of them. We are near the sea, and there aren't many gulls right now. Trident is here, right? Isn't that, like, a big thing that's happening? Yeah, we were supposed to be, like, his chaperones. I don't know. So where is he? He's in the green room next to the... What is it? Is it a pavilion? What is it? Yeah, it's the Adonis Incorporated Pavilion. Yeah. See, he's in the green room over there, and I'm, like, pointing in the direction... Well, someone should probably get this to him, right? Yeah, I'm sure he's fine. I don't think we should be leaving that up to a 13-year-old to decide. So, but we're not really worried about him. We're more worried about the civilians that could get hurt if someone targets him. Okay, but he's a hero, right? So... For Razor's sake, but yeah. I. But we're supposed to help. Totally, but at the same time, like, if somebody's going to target Trident, him knowing about it is probably the highest priority. I'm not saying that we shouldn't tell him. 
and I'm just gonna be like, Ray, let's go. And walking back towards the green room. Perfect. Are y'all gonna just let her walk off, or are you gonna help me out here with the plot and follow her? I, I will also follow her. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, we will I leave the going... queen bees to deal with the recycling. Yeah, as you guys are leaving, Melly's like, wait, where, where are you guys going? Lunch break. It's... No! It's noon. Well, I want to go... She's, like, babbling it <laughs> behind you as you walk off. As you guys are walking toward the green room, you actually do, because this is something you have been paying attention to, or you noticed, you see there are three seagulls, like, fast. Seagulls are fucking scary and dangerous, because I hate birds, but all these ones specifically, they're, they're like, they look like they have a target they are flying toward. It's in the same direction y'all are going. I mean, I'm gonna... You know, if I wasn't already, I'm going to be, like, jogging over there. Nice. Yeah, I, I pick up the pace. So we're going to do a little time stuff here and have you guys walk into the pavilion just as Trident's feet disappear into the uh, vents behind Vivi. Okay, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Are you calling well, out Wait, wait, what, what's Vivi doing? She, she's in the vents in front of Trident. He's following her, crawling along. Ah, right. Got you. I'm going to shout into the vent. Ah, it's loud. So you hear Chris shouting down. What do you shout? Hey, Trident. Hey, hey, green girl. Is that your friend? Do you know him? Is that the villain? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. No, I mean, I I don't know who the villain is. I... You, should, should we go, go back? Y yeah. Cool. I, I think I can crawl backwards. And he sort of carefully, then you see his feet come out and stands up. Yo, you you were yelling. So the, yeah, there's Trident and there's Vivi coming out of this thing. Is it too late to second guess giving him that note? No. No, I'm saying that in character and out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I will respond in character and out loud also then. Fair enough. Do you have a, a reason to second guess it, or are we just going to like stand here now? Y'all look like you're having fun. I'm gonna go get. I was more, I, I was more looking towards Mystic as the person who presumably was carrying the note. It was well. It was Chris that opened it. Uh, yeah, v Vivi also crawls backwards out of the vent, basically just a pair of of legs with with black stockings and a giant white petticoat it's great <laughs> comes, yeah, comes out like it fill i squish it down to be in it and then poofing out as she, yes, as she comes down absolutely. <laughs> uh, chris will try to get trident's attention again because he doesn't see any actual reason to not give him the note and no one has chimed in with a reason for that we have we found something that i think that you should probably know about yeah yeah, it appears to be a warning of some kind addressed to you. Like a villain thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me see. I'll give him the note. He looks at... Who's A? We were hoping you would know. I don't know why you would think that we would know that. Oh, I don't know anybody named A. Do you know anyone with a first initial of A? Hey, you three are like the superhero people, and... You two, I mean, you, you did some superhero just now, so yay. Why don't I deputize you as deputy heroes and you can, like, go check this out and I can go get my hot dog? 
Well, surely part of deputising us would mean that we have to follow you around and keep an eye, you know, given that this is a threat against you. I mean, is it? Literally, yes. Explicitly so. Sure, okay, come on. We'll go get a hot dog together. I'm not paying for all yours, though. He seems genuinely unconcerned and like this isn't really registering with him. Like, have you ever faced a seagull-themed villain, just out of curiosity? Or do you have any friends who have seagull-talking powers? Is that a thing here? When you say seagulls, there's an expression that, that goes across his face. And for just a couple of seconds, he, he looks more awake. And there's almost this, like, predatory look on his face, like something he's thinking about. And then it just kind of, I mean... Seagull shit on everything. That's a villain thing, right? I think Vivi just start, starts to ignore Trident and, and turns to Mystic and Razor and, and says, it, there, there was something something crawling into the vent. I, I, I don't know what it was, but it was something wet. Was it a seagull? No, it, unless it was a very... Wet seagull. No, it, it had hands, but I don't, I don't think it had... I don't want to see a seagull with hands. That sounds terrifying. I, I saw something run through the boardwalk earlier. Maybe that was the same thing. It was running toward here. It looked like it, it maybe it was a, a person wearing flippers. I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't see it, but just based on the, the wet tracks it left in the vent. So as everyone else is discussing this, Mm-hmm. Razor kind of narrows his eyes at Trident because he recognizes these tactics of trying to weasel his way out of doing things. <laughs> and he's like trying to read what what's going on with Trident right now. Awesome. That's a good Pierce the Mask roll, I think. Nine total. Nice. So that gets you one question on that list. Hey. What are you really planning? To get a hot dog. His apparent motivations are to get a hot dog. That's what he really, really wants. But there's that nagging feeling in the way he's moving and the way you're looking at him that there's... He wants to want something else. He wants to, to like, do something else. But his body is just kind of taking him to a hot dog. The siren call (laughs) of processed meat. Are you just going to continue to follow him? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right now, nothing is imminently attacking, so kind of just being around and Mm -hmm. aware makes a lot of sense. Can I assess the situation as a vaguely water-themed hero (laughs) having, you know, vaguely water-themed hero for... In fact, do you know what? I know exactly what I would like to do. Mm -hmm. I would like to be taking out my cell phone and... Mm -hmm. Calling my mum. Okay. And using my words of the past move. Nice. How does it read that one to me? Yeah. So when you seek the guidance of one of your elders or a member of of your legacy, tell them a problem you face and ask them a question about the problem. They will answer it honestly and tell you what to do. Take plus one going if you listen. If you go your own way, take potential. Because this is like, I don't know what the fraternity of aquatic themed villains is like, but... 
Your mom will pick up pretty much right away. I'm not going to speak because I don't have any accents ever. So you can absolutely speak because, you know, there is a suspension of disbelief that we can have that my mom speaks with an English accent whilst Lee does not. (laughs) So she does answer it on about the second ring. Hey, I thought you were on a field trip or whatever. Yeah, the recycling thing. I got kind of pulled into something with Trident. There was a there was a message in a bottle. Huh. Yeah. That it says. Thing. Yeah, it says tra- he's in danger and somebody's coming with an entire army. Mm-hmm. And apparently something to do with watching seagulls, but also apparently there's some some other other heroes are here and they've seen something with like flippers on their feet on dry land scurrying through vents does this ring any bells sounds complicated but a little bit you said uh, people with flippers on their feet did you did you see them i didn't but hey was it vivi uh, yes vivi you said you saw some people in the vent with flippers on their feet. There were there were wet tracks, and I, I saw I saw handprints, but not footprints, but something that might have been flippers. Okay, so wet so wet tracks. I just convey that back. Did your friend did did she see any little circles, wet circles on things? Any wet patches around alongside the tracks, circles? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay, so yeah, we've got that. Yeah, that does, that sounds a little fun. It shouldn't be too much of a threat. You can probably handle it fine. If you need any help, let me know. But it sounds uh, like one of the very irritating fish people army that Dr. Atlantis made like 15 years ago. They're mostly gone, but every once in a while, one crawls out of the ocean and causes trouble. So, wait, that would make no sense because this, because Atlantis starts with an A and this note came from an A. No, that's silly. This is just a different A. There are many, there are many names that start with A that's not Atlantis. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. I really appreciate it. Any suggestion for how to drive them back into the sea? Yeah, usually if they're out long enough to like dry out, they're they're gonna have to refresh with water. So if you keep them away from a water source long enough, they get a lot weaker, and they're really easy just to, you know, shoo back into the ocean. They're not super intelligent, so it's a lot about acting on instinct. Okay, cool. I'll try and keep them away from the ocean on the Californian coast. Thanks, mom. To sum up her actual advice, this sounds like one of the Doctor Atlantis fish people. They the longer they're not wet, like not just ocean water, any water at all, the longer they stay away from that, the the less power they have. God, this kid's a soggy bastard. Chris is, is going to like get Dylan's attention and be like, so you're going to like stick with these people and like deal with this? Yeah. I... Are you not? Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm not a superhero. So I'm going to, like, leave this for the superhero people to deal with and go back to the recycling thing. But, like, totally cool. This is way more interesting, obviously. So I don't blame you if you want to stick around with this, but I'm going to split off here, and I'll see you at school. Yeah, sure. But yeah, I mean, 
sorry, I kind of got caught up in things and forgot you weren't a superhero. Yeah, I hope the recycling thing goes well. Thanks. Gotta go sorry. save the world in my own way. <laughs> <laughs> On that line, with a glint in his smile, Chris walks away the other direction from Trident. Trident is still ahead of you. He's not walking super fast, but he does turn the corner right as you guys are finishing your little conversation. So, from what my mom says, there's somebody called Dr. Atlantis who had a fish person army. It kind of sounds like that. Her suggestion was to keep them away from water for an extended period and we'll kind of go back when they dry out okay we can work with that oh yeah i i'm just gonna go i, I want to make sure that trident doesn't disappear hold on run off to make sure that he didn't like run off as soon as he turned the corner no he he's he's walking down toward the, the where this is walking is between two stalls like toward the, the edge of the pier again like, kind of the same idea of where he was before. Okay, I'm I'm going to follow uh, along behind Vivi, maybe not as fast as she is, and also look behind me to see if, what Razor is doing. Razor is following along behind you, but not really paying attention to what's going on. He's just kind of looking around, doing that thing that a bored kid would do, like, when they've, when they've had it absolutely enough of being out in a public place with their parent and they're just like ready to do anything else he's just kind of like spacing out not really not really uh, attentive to the situation at all anymore got it so the the group of you walking toward falling behind trident a little ways back for a little bit it just seems like okay he's just walking out to smoke or whatever and then all of a sudden, kind of, like, he sees the edge of the boardwalk, and then it's like a switch flips, and he starts running as fast as he can off the edge and dive rolls off the side into the water underneath. That is going to make it really hard to keep the fish people away from water. <laughs> as you say that, all of you realize that there is someone behind you. There, So the figure, if you're going to look at him, is mm -hmm. a short compact figure with a big hood hood up over their head all around their entire body and the head seems really weird and large and kind of lumpy but you can't see anything under the cloak except for that they're a person in a cloak blocking the way back vivi is kind of looking panickedly looking back and forth between this figure and where where trident disappeared and doesn't know what to deal with can I assess the situation? Go for it. Stop it. Stop it, you monster. Why are you like this? So does everyone know how to swim? No. Uh-oh. So I rolled a five. My superior is one, so that is a six. That being said, this depends if I am... You're acting on that advice. Yeah, so I take plus one ongoing, so that at least brings it up to a seven. Perfect. Sorry, I think I might have intended to pierce the mask rather than... Uh, That's cool. It's just mundane instead, yeah. so that brings it up to an eight instead of a seven. So Awesome, yeah, that would work better. Yeah, so basically what I'm asking is, what do you intend to do? 
So I'm looking at this because I have martial prowess, I have Holmesian deduction, so I'm trying to assess is this person in like a ready stance? Are they in any way, aside from being slightly oddly shaped, are they making any threatening postures or looking like they might start to duck down and get rid of If anything, they look afraid. Their body language is non-threatening. Or if it's threatening, it's a defensive kind of threat. They look more scared than you guys do from what you're seeing. For directly answering the question, they're not planning to attack, certainly. They're just kind of, they keep holding back. It's like they want to start walking forward, but also seem nervous about it. Hello, can we help you? Are you okay? There's a, a pause, and then from inside the hood, are you protecting Trident? Yes. Possibly not well. Protecting's a strong word. Then I, I might be able to help you? Yes, please. How did you find out Dr. Atlantis wanted him back? And when they say that, they step forward. Their hood falls back a little, but not much. Just enough that you can see that she has a human face, sort of. But it's like a human face that got rubberized and sort of smoothed out a little bit. And it's got really shiny, mottled pink skin. And something's going on with the hair. We found a message in a bottle. Oh, good. Did you get it to him? Yes. And is he going to meet me? He dived into the ocean, like, just a couple of minutes ago. Oh, no. This is... This is... Oh, my God. I, I'm, I'm going to need your help. Can I... Well, you were our heroes, right? Yes. Yep. Hero's also a strong word. She wants him back, and she wants to take over the city. We need to stop her. Her being... Dr. Atlantis! And her... her Hood falls off as she says that. And what you're looking at is a human sea anemone hybrid. She has like sea anemone hair coming out of her head with little suckers on it. And then her face is completely actual hairless, actually hairless, just the the sea anemone bits. Very smooth face, ears that are set in. And then that's about all you can see under the cloak. Very shiny skin. Wait, Trident was created as a fish person? You didn't know that? Didn't he tell people? I thought he had asylum up here. Did he tell people? No, this is something you've never heard of, has never been in any of the bio, it's never been mentioned ever. The the official story about Trident's bio is that he washed up on the beach with no memory and has been a hero of the city ever since. Well, no, I don't think he's ever told anyone that, but I want to help you. I think we want to help, and I'm like looking around the group. Okay. We've got to find him first. Uh, she also sent Dead Zone after him, and I know he's been around here. I can I can see his footprints. We, we've got to find him first. Where did he go? When you say you saw his footprints, what did his what did his, do his footprints look like? Big and wet. Bit like flippers. Fins, but yes. Uh, oh yes, I think. I was following him before we got distracted. Oh, God. At least he didn't find you. He's very dangerous. Oh, um, good. But 
Uh, he he crawled into a vent in this direction. Oh, in the in the the big building. I didn't realize that was you following me. I was just trying to see if he was okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. Oh, um, it, it, it's okay. I... You sure? I, I I know I I know I'm kind of I I'm sorry. I know I can scare people, but we we just kind of not sure what to say. Can I roll to comfort and support? Yes, you definitely can. I, I think I want to step forward because, I don't know, I feel like sea-themed villain or, or sea-themed hero is probably going to have come across, you know, sea-themed people. So whether I have personally, certainly I think it's, you know, something that my mum would have made me aware of. And it's like, hey, I, I realise... You're nervous, but I promise you can trust us. We want to help. Why don't you tell us what you know and and your name? I'm Riptide. Go ahead and roll to see how this how this does stuff. Absolutely. Oh, that's going to go poorly. Mundane is two. I rolled a three, so I'm on five. So the comforting part, she doesn't seem less scared. Uh, she actually pulls her hood back up and sinks back in it. Yes, my name is Anemone, and who are you? I'm, I'm Doctor Lannis. Made me. I think you seem more like a, a friend than an enemy, but okay. This straight face, no, no sarcasm at all. Wow. She kind of smiles a little bit. You can just see the the hint of a smile. <laughs> we we need to go find him. I. I Dead Zone is her enforcer, and if he finds Trident first, something bad's gonna happen. Okay, do you have any way to track him? I do. So she's actually, I think we need to go, she points toward the side of the pier. If he's on the beach, I can find him. If he's in the water, it might be too late. Okay, let's assume it might be too late. What happens then? Then he... Probably dies. Okay, let's not assume it's too late and uh, go see if he's on the beach, right? I'm Mystic, by the way. Hi, hi. nice to meet you. I like your hair. Thank you. I'm, I'm Vivi, I like your hair too. Uh, Viridian Vigilance. That's a good name. Thank you. It's very oceany. It's very pretty. I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I just. I don't get to see people very much. It's. It's kind of nice. But Trident, we we gotta go. I'm Razor. She kind of looks at you. Okay. Are you going to help, too? I guess. There's nothing else really going on out here. I'm kind of... Kind of got forced to do this as sort of a substitute for detention, so... She gives you the I-don't-know-what-detention-is-but-it-doesn't-sound-very-nice look, and then starts walking over uh, to the edge of the pier. It looks over. Okay. This... Uh, it's not not ocean here. The, it, actually, this, the where you're out of the pier isn't going into the ocean at the moment. So Trident had made a really large jump. She's able to sort of drop and land in three point stance on the sa- sand and kind of looks up at you expectantly. The rest of you, how far is this? A drop that would be slightly uncomfortable, but not break your ankles. Does anybody want help getting down? I am going to pull like a small grappling gun out of my backpack, which is also where I keep, like, all of my other gear. 
and I'm just going to hop over and rappel down the wall. Vivi rushes over, and a series of of little uh, like green green pillars, just glowing green pillars, rise up out of the sand and make a staircase. That's cool as hell. Sorry. And then Ray, are you gonna follow? Yeah, Razor walks up and in sort of like a reverse moon shoes sort of move, he he reaches down and pushes the the tongue of his shoes and the sole extends down to the sand and then just kind of lowers him down like an elevator. That is also cool as hell. <laughs> So once you're all on the beach, she sta- an, an enemy stands up and looks back up toward where the pier is, where there's that space underneath with all the pylons. And as you turn and look, you can see that the entire available space under the pier is covered with seagulls. And there are something on the other side of them, but it's a little hard to focus because there are so many seagulls in between. This is weird, right? Like, this doesn't... Even if we didn't know about the thing, like, this would look really weird. Just confirm, is this is this living seals or...? Yeah. Think, like, like the birds-type birds, circling in and out of all these piers and just making this giant cloud of seagulls that's, that's obscuring the vision. Okay, I think it's finally time to charge burn. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's seven, even. So, so... It, Anybody who isn't familiar, when Junie charges her magic, it is like a flare of uh, light across her skin. So uh, you can see it on her face. Her her shoulders are actually exposed in her super suit and her hands. And I think being a little bit less practiced, it might be like a little bit more like sudden than it is like in the main season of Otherwear. Like it's just like, boom, light. And she has charged her burn. And it, this is kind of... There's kind of like a lot of people in in danger and stuff here, so I think I'm gonna mark um, afraid and I think insecure. It's uh, interesting to be around this kind of confident group of people and also try to think about Ray this whole time. <laughs> Smart. I think slight like as we get this shot of Mystic charging her burn. We see Ray in the background, and for the ver- for a very split second, he's like mouths. That's cool, <laughs> but I don't think Mystic sees it. <laughs> Got it. Oh, it's only Mark One, so I'm only marking insecure. Cool. So an enemy has started to walk cautiously forward toward the cloud of seagulls, and she's like. You can tell she's trying to see through to what's on the other side, but isn't having a whole lot of luck and just kind of has begun to move forward. Following her. Can can, can any of you do anything? You can bring... I, I don't want to... I could I could st- stun them all, I, I think, and her little tentacles start swooshing out of her hood. That's so many. What if we just made a barrier between us and the seagulls? That that might be a lot easier. Can can one of you do that? I can do that. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so we've never, I feel like we've never had the barrier move, like, around us. Is that okay? I think what you'd be able to do, so you could just use the powers, right, with your burn? Yeah. 
can you roll unleash just to see how well, like what I'm thinking that it would be easiest if you want to do it is to literally make two walls between the pylons. Yes. And block the birds on either side. That you can do. It probably couldn't follow you. Okay. But you could definitely make two two bird bird walls. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do that. I guess if it, they're just big enough to not need to move them, then it doesn't. Yeah, you can make them very large on both sides. And when those go up, you would expect normal seagulls would instantly start running into them. These seagulls stop in the air and then turn around and they they don't fly at it. They're like hovering in rows to either side of this barrier, but not slamming into it. Okay. They're just like levitating. Basically, yeah. They're, they're flapping their wings, but... Okay. But yeah, just weird, weird stuff for seagulls to do. Mm-hmm. And you can see through now, and there are at least two figures that might be trident. One of them, one of them also has a weird shaped head, though. Can I ask Anemone? Sure. What is, what is Dead Zone created from? Uh, hammerhead Shark, I think. Okay. I feel like whilst this, whilst the burn charging has been happening, I have pulled on my superhero suit and thrown mm-hmm. on the domino mask. If that's okay. No, no, perfect, perfect. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out how to make. So she is looking at the other figures, and you can see the weird-shaped head one has started to raise his arms. When she sees that, she charges forward as fast as she can, trying to get near to them. Is there the, is the barrier between us and them, or is the, are they on no, the other uh, side of it? So think about, I wish I could draw this down. Uh, perpendicular to the pier is your barrier. So the, the pier is going one way, your barrier is making a tunnel between to it. It's like, like parting, parting a sea. Exactly. So yeah, she is going to run between your barriers now that it's up and presumably do something. Okay. Yeah, Vivi's just following Anemone. Yep, same. I'm going to be running and drawing some... Basically, is Screamer... Yeah, I'm going to... Is Screamer or Tomfa, do we think? They're both cool. That's fair. Let's go for Tomfa, because I, I get the feeling they'll be easier to use if you're fighting in the water. Nice. Cool. Yeah. So, the four... What about, what about Razor? So, Razor sees all this, and then here's... Here's the comment about this villain being made from a hammerhead shark, and he goes and he's singing to himself, "Oh man, like street sharks! I love that show." And he's going to tap on an earring that he's been that he has in his right ear, and kind of like eyeglasses are going to form over his eyes and then turn black like sunglasses. This is his his heads up display that he uses to like control his little gadgets and everything. And we see a a little swarm of tiny little robots come up behind him. And he starts running after the rest of them. Wonderful. So the, the scene is this group of heroes running through a magically enhanced barrier with seagulls on either side toward a hammerhead shark man and a fish man. <laughs> you guys get close enough that as uh, you can see, uh, Dead Zone raising his arms and is 
saying something that you can't hear because suddenly the sounds of the ocean are really loud when from the other direction, there's a human, a pure human figure running at you very, very quickly. Go ahead and describe what we're seeing here. It's a figure in a skin-tight, wetsuit-style superhero outfit with short sleeves and legs with gloves and sandals and a Spider-Man-style mask in uh, green and uh, teal mottled stripes with a logo on the chest that you can't quite make out, but you may recognize him as Beastheart. Who is a hero that's been in the city for a while now. So all of you are converging from opposite sides onto the conflict between Trident and who is presumably Dead Zone. And just as you all are within hearing distance, you can hear him say, well, you're going to have to answer to her now. And that rushing of water that you're hearing suddenly is just thunderous. And a giant wave comes out of the ocean, wash, sweeps over all of you and washes you back into the sea and leaves the beach completely clean. We'll end there for today. Ooh. Cool. Oh, boy. And the barrier went down because I definitely yes. distracted. <laughs> yeah. And Ray can swim. That's okay. You don't need to. That's a, that, that sounds like a you problem, really. <laughs> That's fair. Thanks for listening. In this dimension, Beastheart, another self of Rainy Woodrose Sunrise, was played by M. German. You can find him on Twitter at MechityMech. Razor, another self of Ray Ramirez, was played by Thomas Fleming. You can find more stories about Ray on Outstanding and Thomas on Twitter at DorksideVO. Riptide, another self of Sunburst, was played by Vic Collins. You can find him on Twitter at PanelBeaterVA. Junie Mystic Haraway, the Nova, is played by Siobhan. She can be found on Twitter at, at SpellboundMage. Viridian Vigilance, an other self of Violence Violet, was played by Dana Lexa. You can find her on Super Idols RPG and on Twitter at AuthorX. This crossover event was organized by Vanessa Haas. You can find them on Twitter as at AlpacaMyBooks. You can find their work on Arcadia, California and Breathing Space Fading Frontiers. And our dimensional tour guide and showrunner is Lee. You can find him on Twitter as at the Love Names and as the showrunner producer for Arcadia, California and Breathing Space Fading Frontiers. We can all be found at our Discord server, found at discord.lovenames.com. Otherware is produced by Love Names Media. Our other projects can be found at lovenames.com. It's played in Masks, A New Generation, by Brendan Conway from Magpie Games, at Magpie Official on Twitter. Our theme music is composed by Michael Freitag on Twitter as at Admiral Amara. The actions and opinions presented here belong to the individuals from this dimension only and are not representative of any other selves, known or unknown. Otherware is not responsible for any side effect drifting produced by listening to this podcast. Next time on Otherware. It looks like we're all washed up. Artie? I don't know, but are they prisoners? 
I mean, that's possibly the lowest priority. That's not a helpful answer. We're really in the deep end now. Where's Artie? I I don't I haven't done this for very long. Um, I thought he was Australian. What? I watch a lot of Bear Grylls. So I'm really over this room. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be here. Okay. Well, you tried your best. Yeah. Where's the door? What does he do? I'm smart. We're going to figure this out. You're clearly very smart. Well, we do have several people here able to push buttons. I'm not sure about the rest of you. You know, we're getting really mixed messages. Where's Artie? Or I could just fight him and get him out of the way. They said penetrate. Penetrate.